0: You're listening to Keynotes, a Kappa Kappa Gamma podcast featuring Alumni Achievement Award recipients. Get ready to hear from five amazing women about their careers, their Kappa membership, and advice they have to offer to other women looking to make their mark on the world. I'm your host, JJ Wales, a member of Beta New Chapter at Ohio State University and a former fraternity president. I'm excited to share my conversation with these women who are from five different chapters and five different schools, but they have more in common. They are inspiring, fun, dedicated, hardworking, and unbelievably accomplished. Each has made such a significant contribution in her chosen field, has great respect and admiration for her Kappa membership, and is so willing to share her experience with us. Today, I'm talking with Laura Galt Snavely. She's a member of Gamma Phi Chapter at SMU. Laura owns her own business, loves all aspects of the entertainment industry, and is a co-producer for the Tony-nominated show, The Prom. And she's a trained speech pathologist, working on speech modification with adults and children. Here's my conversation with Laura. Laura, it's such a pleasure to talk with you. Welcome. You have such interests centered around communication and I look forward to having you share these with the Kappas who are listening. So let's start by talking about your career, then talking Kappa, and maybe close with some advice you'd like to offer. Does this sound like a good plan? Absolutely. Wonderful, okay. The strong female-driven message and relevant subject matter of the Tony-nominated play, The Prom, made it easy for you to sign on to co-producing it. I can guess why you said yes to doing it But can you tell everybody else why you said yes to doing it?
1: So when they asked if I could be involved, it was definitely something that I just felt it was important to jump into because the messaging is so important. It's a story that celebrates love and tolerance and music and dance. And also, I'm a mother of teens. So it was just something that was really
0: important to me. It's so timely and the message is so timely and it certainly fits in your wheelhouse, not only professionally, but personally with your daughters. It's perfect. In your mind, I read someplace in your mind, you thought this was a sure winner. And was it because of the message or I think maybe also there were some people involved that you were particularly interested in working with?
1: Probably before I knew any of the people who were involved, I was shown a sample of the show, and I laughed so much when I saw it. I just knew the writing was so succinct and the music was fabulous. And then I found out who was involved. Casey Nicola was a director and choreographer. He's directed shows like Book of Mormon and Mean Girls and Spamalot. Chad Beglin and Matt Scalar were working on the music, and they've done shows like Elf and Drowsy Chaperone. And then Bob Martin was the writer. And
0: I just knew with that team, how could you go wrong? Certainly the names of the plays are so recognizable. People will really be driven to the prom because of those people too. That's great. You are the CEO, and I hope I'm saying this right, at Tech's Random Productions. The company does production, casting for performances that are on stage or in film or on TV. And before the pandemic, you had hoped that The Outsiders would be the next Broadway-bound musical. What's happening with that project now that the theaters are opening and we might actually see live theater in the fall?
1: Right. My company is called ATX Random Productions. It's a little play on words because I do so many different things. You know, I am involved in theater and film, but I'm also a speech language pathologist. So I was thinking when I was naming the company, I was thinking like, how can I kind of mash everything together? Because if somebody asked me, what do you do? People would be like, oh, that's random because I live in Austin and the abbreviation for Austin is ATX. I thought, oh, I'll just like make that X small. And so it kind of looks like at random. Got it. And then I also work with my husband who does marketing and sales for tech companies. So we really are a smattering of random things. So yes, I have been working with The Outsiders. That's the next musical that I'm working with. And we were hoping that it would go, but then the pandemic hit. So now our plans are to keep moving forward. And hopefully in 2022, we'll start seeing some news about it.
0: That's exciting. There will be lots of people, I'm sure, interested in seeing this. It's, it's such a noteworthy uh, story built on the book by S.E. Hinton. It'll be very popular, I, I'm sure. You have a variety of interests. And I'm curious, what are some of the other things that are keeping you busy these days?
1: lots of things but i think the thing that i'm most excited about right now that i have next on my plate is that i'm involved with the late travis film festival i'm one of the founding members and i'm on the board and i'm also lead the young filmmaker program so we're an upstart film festival and the goal is to bring arts to our community i do live in the austin area and the lake travis area is part of austin But oftentimes people who live in the Lake Travis area, they have to drive downtown. And so the accessibility to indie films or workshops related to filmmaking aren't really accessible Mm -hmm, out here. mm -hmm. So the goal is to bring it to our community. And so that's something that's on my plate. And then as a speech pathologist, I just wrapped up the school year. And this week I'm also involved in a Broadway review called Sing Out. That's what I have on my plate right now. Uh, tell me what Sing
0: Out is.
1: So, Sing Out is a musical review of Broadway songs that is in celebration of pride. And so, some of the proceeds from the concert will go to support um, some LGBTQ nonprofits in the area. And we have Beth Malone, who has been seen in the unsinkable molly brown revival recently that was on broadway and in fun home and she's coming to sing with some other fabulous musicians here in austin so we're excited and then next year the goal is to get it
0: to new york well, we'll keep our fingers crossed for you. That sounds wonderful. Thank and you. obviously, you are very busy these days. And that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, and then I also have a film that I directed that is hitting the film festivals as well. Are you at liberty to tell us what the name of it is so we might be able to watch for it? Oh, well, the film is called, it's a short
1: film. It's called The Reunion. We just go to the festivals when we're accepted into one, and it's been really great. And I think the thing that I'm really excited about Being a part of the reunion is, you know, as a speech pathologist, my mother was a special education teacher. I'm a speech pathologist. So I've been around people with disabilities all my life. So representation is very important to me. Mm -hmm. And one of our characters in the movie is a wheelchair user. I'm really proud to be part of a project that includes representation
0: of a wheelchair user. Wonderful. Well, I know from what I read that your mother took you to see Cats, and you were forever hooked on theater after that experience. And you've been able to parlay your love of theater into various aspects of it since you saw the show. And as you've mentioned, professionally, you are a speech-language pathologist, where you work with actors or others for speech modifications. We all know that Meryl Streep is a real pro with speech patterns and accents. Is this the kind of help you provide? And are there any interesting or fun stories that you can share with us about an actor you've worked with? It is something that I do
1: provide. So I do like to work with actors. Working with accents, that is a lot of fun. But mainly what my focus is when working with professionals is accent modification. For example, you may have a English as a second language speaker, maybe a doctor or someone in tech sales or a computer scientist, they have to go and speak in public, or they have to speak at meetings, but maybe people have a harder time understanding them because English is their second language. Sure. So what I like to do is I help them with strategies and techniques to work on accent modifications so that they have more of a standard American English dialect.
0: Sure. And it does make it easier for those who are listening to be able to clearly understand. Correct. Which is important. I know that you also work with children, and since the school year has just been finished, you may have been working with more children this year. Why is it that you feel that the speech modification for children is so important?
1: Well, it's just important to have the ability to communicate, whether it's an ability to access your education, whether it's ability to access friendships, it's important and i just love working with children and they crack me up
0: and um, <laughs> and it's just so rewarding good it's it's so much fun to be able to see the light bulb turn on on their faces isn't it absolutely and yeah.
1: i've cried several times when i have that child who just can't get that t sound or when something finally clicks i had a child this year who stutters we've worked on strategies and worked on strategies. And, and finally, like one day he did the strategy, this fluency modification
0: strategy all by himself. And I was so proud of him. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, that's so rewarding. Oh, that's great. Well, I love what you said that life has many paths and it takes unexpected turns. You approach each turn or new project with optimism and fortitude. Can you share with us how you do that? Because sometimes for some of us, these unexpected turns can be very paralyzing so how do you do this with optimism and fortitude
1: i think you just have to look at it like sometimes you do have twists and turns that come your way for example you know when i was living in los angeles and working in the entertainment industry my mother was diagnosed with cancer So it's like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, how are you going to deal with that? And, you know, you do like I was called away from L.A., but that was my opportunity. My mom had always said, I want you to get your master's degree. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to have to move home. And this is a good opportunity to go get my master's degree. And that's kind of how I ended up in speech pathology. Yes, I had kind of a fork in the road. But what am I going to do to make the best of it. So yeah, I had to move home and be with my mom when she was sick. But I also used that as an opportunity to gain some different knowledge and experience that I hadn't had before. And so I went to grad school and became a speech pathologist. So it truly worked out. Yeah. Being a speech pathologist has given me the opportunity because obviously, if you're creative, sometimes you have work, and sometimes you don't. And sometimes you get paid well and sometimes you don't. So having that speech pathology degree in my back pocket has really
0: provided me opportunities to do the creative work that I want to do. Excellent. Wonderful. You've done so much. Screen and stage producer, dancer, actress, director, casting director, educator, publicist, speech language pathologist. Do you have a favorite among all that list? Well,
1: I really do love performing. I really love acting and dancing and singing, but I also love directing. So I think whenever like I really get to work with people, I'm a people person, I'm kinesthetic. So whenever I'm able to move and be relational with people, those are my favorite jobs. And I think that's also why I really like speech pathology, too, because it's not a desk job. Sure. I like producing too, but it's more sedentary and I don't get to be around people as much. So yeah, so that's why I prefer acting and directing. Oh,
0: fun. That's great. I have a quote of yours, which I'd love to have you comment on. And the quote is, Recognize you can do more in some seasons and less in others, but work hard, be true to yourself, seek out role models, listen to your inner voice. Is this a result of a... uh, specific situation or a compilation of life experiences?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, kind of going back to, um, you know, the situation with my mom, you know, sometimes there's a season, it was hard to have to leave LA mm-hmm. and kind of say goodbye to the entertainment world out there. But there are some things in life that are
0: important. You know, it was important to go take care of my mom. And you'll never regret doing that. No. Yeah, exactly. And your career has been able to take different turns from that experience, which has worked out well, too. Right. Absolutely. You know, and
1: then you go down the path and, you know, i become a mother, but we moved to Austin. And so, you know, when we moved to Austin, Austin is such an incredible, incredibly creative town. So, you know, so I did have a season in life where I really, I wasn't getting to be creative, but. Guess what? We moved to Austin, and I had a, an opportunity to, to jump back in. You know, they have a fabulous ballet school, and they have wonderful community theater, and a film industry. So it's just kind of you know looking at those seasons of life, and and looking at the opportunities, and just keep following your dreams, and find those windows and those cracks
0: in the door, and also those mentors. They can certainly help. Let's talk a little about Kappa now. You and Natasha Davison co-produced The Prom. Did you know that you were both Kappas before you did the show? And how'd you make the connection? No. Well, going into the show, yes, we knew we were both
1: Kappas, but I had kind of, when I moved to Austin, I had heard of Natasha peripherally just because we do both love theater. And so we have mutual friends and People were always talking about Natasha. So finally, you know, one day I met her. I think it was at UT at a Screen Actors Guild event during South by Southwest. Then years later, we met and we kind of talked about what she was doing in the musical theater world. Then we ran into each other at a Kappa alumni event. And it was like, oh, my gosh, you're a kappa. <laughs> and so
0: that was really exciting. That it has to be really fun. That All yeah. those things that you have in common really jump to the forefront with this connection that you both have. That's wonderful.
1: Right. And, you know, honestly, I wouldn't have been involved with the prom if it hadn't have been for Natasha. And she is so good at elevating other women. And the fact that she
0: opened that door for me, I am so ever grateful. We love to be able to make these Kappa connections and then be able to network together. It's very special to have that happen.
1: Absolutely. And I wouldn't have ended up in LA unless I didn't have a Kappa sorority sister who was a year older, who was living there and said, oh, my roommate just moved out. Come live with me. You know, so that was just kind of the extra like kick out the door that I was like, okay, I have some place to live. That's exactly it's not right. As scary. Well,
0: I'm wondering if your mission to change the paradigm of women on stage and screen may have been influenced at all by your Kappa membership. Maybe some of those strong women that you met in the chapter, or maybe some of the alumni you had contact with while you were in the chapter, advisors or so on, may have helped you do this.
1: Certainly. I think telling strong female narratives are important. Also, I mean, I'm really passionate about youth narratives as well, or underrepresented narratives. Being an educator, being a female, I've worked with so many disenfranchised populations, whether it's been in LA or Chicago, Little Rock, and in
0: Austin, I think it's important to support those stories too. It's it's so timely and uh, so appropriate these days. With your love of musical theater and performing, did you do anything in the chapter that called on these skills?
1: (laughs) Yes, I did. One of my favorite experiences and remembrances of being a Kappa in college Mm -hmm. was being a Kappa picker. I don't know if other Kappa chapters have Kappa pickers, but it's a group and we At SMU, I went to Southern Methodist University, we dressed up in overalls and red and white gingham shirts, and we would kind of sing, like, old-fashioned songs, like, during Rush or during some college reviews or varsity reviews during Parents Weekend. That had to be lots of fun to do that. Oh, my gosh. It was so much fun, and we decorated our overalls with buttons and It was just so fun. And I still have my overalls and it's fun to go and reflect and look back at all the buttons
0: I have. I'm hoping that this next part will be fun. I'm going to ask you to finish a statement by filling in the blank. I've done this with all of the Achievement Award recipients who are doing the podcasts. And I think everybody will enjoy hearing the different answers. So there are four questions. And the first one is, the fun in my job is... Being uh, with other people. Building those relationships like you mentioned. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Number two, more women should
1: take risks, even if it's a small risk. You know, even if it's just picking up the phone and calling somebody you're scared to call or learning to ride a bike. You know, it doesn't have uh-huh. to be a big risk, but just just doing something that might scare you just a little bit and... It's okay if you fail, but at right. least you exactly. try.
0: Good. Very good. And the third one is what is more important to you today than it was 10 years ago.
1: Well, probably family is more important to me today, and especially as my girls get older. I just hope I'm being a good mom and and that they launch
0: well out that makes into the world. Sense. And the last one is Someday I'll, what? What will you do someday?
1: Well, someday, I, well, I actually, I just, I hope that I continue to work as, you know, a producer and director and an actor. And I hope that I just keep helping people and helping stories get told. And just continuing those pathways of communication, whether it's through the entertainment world, through film or theater, or whether it's through working with people through, you know, speech pathology and accent modification and language therapy.
0: All good advice for us. That's great, Laura. Thank you. Research tells us that hobbies are good things to have for diversions and distractions. And this is especially true for busy women. Any hobbies or what you like to do for distractions? Well, I love to swim. I love any water Mm. sports. So
1: whether it's like going to the lake, boating, water skiing, I love swimming, swimming laps. I love that. But probably my biggest distraction Uh is dance. I am involved with a group of women, and we're ages forty-five through sixty-six. And we get together every Sunday, and we dance together, and um, we learn choreography, and we perform. And we were even featured in well, the fun. Wall Street Journal uh, over COVID. So that was kind of exciting. And then the really fun thing, because of COVID, and you know, kind of expansion uh-huh. of Zoom, and you know, connecting with people. We were able to take dance classes with some performers from Broadway. So that has been really fun. We took dance from Richard Hines, who is the associate choreographer on Come From Away
0: and currently on Company. So we've just had uh, such that's a great time. That's the perfect time. description of making lemonade out of lemons, wasn't it? Absolutely. Every career and life has its ups and downs. What have you learned from the highs and lows? Just got to keep pushing
1: through. Always know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel or, you know, if something doesn't go according to your plan, there might be a plan years down the road Mm -hmm. that you don't even know about. You know, for example, when I graduated from college, like I always had a dream of performing on Broadway. But because the opportunity to move to L.A. happened, I went down that road but still like I always had that Broadway dream and who knew that years and years down the road, I would be a co-producer
0: on our Broadway show. So, you know, in a sense,
1: I still fulfilled Absolutely. that Broadway dream. And
0: there are different ways of getting to those dreams, which you found. That's
1: wonderful. Absolutely.
0: And people help you Well, and you especially get in there. your case, because you love building those relationships. So I can easily see that happening for you because you're such a people person.
1: Yes. And it's figuring out what sparks your interest. What are you interested in? And looking for those opportunities. And I didn't grow up, you know, my mom was a special education teacher and I went through school on grants and scholarships. So I always had to kind of, you know, I had to find those open windows to get my foot in the door. Or maybe I couldn't afford a ticket to a show, but I volunteered. And I remember my mom. I wanted to take acting classes and we couldn't afford an acting class. So my mom said, hey, if I work as a receptionist at your studio while she's in acting class, can she get free acting classes? There are ways to get opportunities. You know, you just, you just, there are alternate ways. Just, just look for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Just look for them. Exactly right. In closing, Laura, Oprah describes her friendship with Gail King as one that's based on shared values pride and joy, building dreams, standing in the gap, cheering, supporting, speaking the truth, being the truth, respect and regard. Friendships based on these attributes will create relationships which are solid, timeless and last forever. Laura, your willingness to help others, your belief in the strength of women, the ability to be optimistic and to be open to new challenges speaks to living these attributes of friendship. Thank you for all you've accomplished. Thank you for sharing some of yourself with us today. We are so proud to call you a sister and proud to call you a Kappa sister. Thank you for accepting the challenge to dream boldly and live fully.
1: Well, thank you. And I am so thankful that I was asked to be a Kappa. I'm thankful for that opportunity.
0: (laughs) We probably all have that
1: same feeling. Yes, it's definitely a special place in my life for sure.
0: Thanks for listening to the Keynotes Podcast, a series of conversations with Kappas who dream boldly and live fully. Want more from Kappas Leading the Way? Follow Kappa Kappa Gamma on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Subscribe to Keynotes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you a fan of Kappa Podcasts? Then we'd love to hear from you. We'd really appreciate you leaving us a rating, review, or recommendation. These podcasts were made possible with the help of Beth Black, Lindsay Gale, Kaya Lim, and Susanna Tide, who assisted in scheduling the guests, Kristen Sanjeed and Maddie Sykes, who did the marketing, and Ryan Gannon and Marla Williams for their tech support. A special thank you to Ryan for his production expertise and for producing all five podcasts. It has been my pleasure to host the conversations with these extraordinary women.